Hello and welcome to Sports BKC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Thursday, February 18th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Today we talk Royals with beat writer Lynn Worthy and columnist Sam Mellinger. You may recognize the format. We recorded a Sports Beat Live earlier Thursday, similar to the Chiefs Sports Beat Live shows that we recorded during the week and after games, and presto, now it's a Sports Beat KC podcast. Nobody in the media knows the Royals like Lynn. Sam was the star's national baseball writer for several years before locking down his columnist gig, so no better way to kick off a Sports Beat Live Royals edition than with this lineup. Oh, and by the way, the Royal Sports Beat Live will become a weekly presence on the Star's website and social media channels. So today we talk about the lineup, what's different in 2021, and the expectations for newcomers like Carlos Santana, Andrew Benintendi, Michael A. Taylor, and Mike Miner. So here we go, talking Royals with Lynn and Sam. Hey, welcome to Sports Beat Live Royals Edition. Hey, we are really excited to bring you Sports Beat Live, talking baseball the way we have done with the Chiefs um, throughout uh, this season and previous years. And we do it with those who know the Royals best. That is beat writer Lynn Worthy and columnist Sam Mellinger. They're in the house today. We invited Vahe Gregorian to be here, but Vahe had a conflict, so he says. That's so Vahe. So Vahe. But, uh, right. So great to have you, Lynn and Sam. And uh, and, for, and for those uh, for those of us who have watched, uh, for those of you that have watched the the Chief Sports Beat Live, you know the drill. We we run this show uh, on your questions and comments, and we get to as many of them as we can. And of course, where we are on the calendar, it is a time for it's time for questions and comments when it comes to baseball and spring training because. Uh, yesterday, pitchers and catchers reported, and um, and spring training in Surprise, Arizona, is underway for the Royals. So, uh, gentlemen, I thought we would start with just a sort of a quick look back on what the Royals did in the off season, and, and go from there. If you took the the final um, uh, lineup from uh, the 2020, the last game of 2020, and uh, and when we um, uh, project what the opening day lineup for 2021 is for the Royals. Not a not a ton of changes. Not like a wholesale change. Uh, less than half of the roster, but some significant changes. Um, Lynn, let's just let's just go through uh, the big ones here. Um, so, and I'll, I'll run down on, on the final day of the 2020 season. You had Salvador Perez at catcher, uh, Hunter Dozier at first, Nicky Lopez at second. Uh, Mondesi was short. It was a shortstop. Michael Franco, the third baseman, Alex Gordon in left, Bubba Starling in center, and Whit Merrifield in right with Jorge Soler, the DH. Um, how many new uh, new faces are we going to see in the lineup projected for opening day 2021? Well, you're looking at probably four new um not new faces necessarily because Dozier will still be in there, but four people in new places at least because you'll have uh, most likely Carlos Santana will be your starting first baseman. Hunter Dozier will start at third base. Andrew Benintendi at le- in left field and Michael A. Taylor in center field. So, I mean, that's four out of, 
you know, nine, uh, if you include the DH, four out of nine that you're talking about new new faces or new people or people in new places. Um, and then, you know, and obviously pitching staff, they made, you know, a couple additions there. And um, But, yeah, it's – I mean, the lineup is going to be different. The lineup's definitely going to be different. Um, whether or not it's going to be better, I mean, I think right now on paper it looks better. And right now, you know, in spring training, everybody's better. Every, you know, every 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 one of the thirty teams is better than they were the, the last time you saw them on paper. Right now, so um, and the the Royals are definitely in that boat. Even the Dodgers, even the Dodgers have improved <laughs> their their team, and I think they had an eight hundred winning percentage and uh, roll into the World Series championship last year. So, do you agree, Sam? Is this a better lineup? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Um, it, it, it's deeper. Um, you know, I, I think they've got potential holes offensively at center field and second base. Um, you know, those guys need to prove that they can, you know, produce at the big league level. Um, there's some question with Carlos Santana, um, just with age, right? Um, he wasn't productive last year. I don't know what that means in 2020, right? Um, could mean something, could mean nothing. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's hard to see, like – I don't guess the point that I'm trying to make, like what, what scenario exists other than big injuries where the Royals aren't going to be better. Like they, they just should be. Their guys are mostly on the right side of the age curve. Um, you know, they've got some pitchers in the minor leagues that can, you know, help produce or, you know, help make the pitching staff better. Um, they need to figure out the bullpen a little bit. I mean, I think that that's probably a worry that the front office probably has right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, generally speaking, um, this is an improved team. It's the most optimistic Honestly, it's the most optimistic I've heard the people in that front office in four years. It really oh, is. I mean, I, I think that they, they believe that they can compete. Okay. Well, that's saying something. Um, uh, yeah, the one name that was uh, that's, that stood out to me that was in last year's lineup but not in this year's was Michael Franco. And mm-hmm. uh, the guy was productive. What did he uh, – he led the American League in a couple of categories and led the Royals in, in several in. But uh, uh, I guess the, the, the Royals – felt like they had a comfortable solution uh, by moving him along and uh, you know putting Dozier back at his sort of natural third base position. Yeah, and Dozier the last couple of years has sort of been a big piece for them in terms of giving them flexibility. I mean, the fact that they were able to, you know, they knew they'd be able to go out and get Franco, you know, last year. So the the part, part of that was, okay, well, you know you can move Dozier to the outfield. Uh, he ended up playing a lot of first base at the end of last year, but really the thought was he was going to be outfield going into last year. Um, then, you know, you could say, okay, well – you his flexibility allows you to look at outfielders, allows you to look at third base, allows you to look at first baseman. Um, so yeah, his, his ability to move around was a big part of that. Um, and Franco, I think it really just came down to, you know, he was arbitration eligible and the Royals had to try and figure out, you know, and Dayton Moore was pretty you know open about this in the off season, but they had to maximize the money that they were going to be able to spend. And from what I understand, Michael Franco was looking for, you know, a hefty, uh, increase like maybe in the neighborhood of like nine million dollars, and so if you if that number is accurate, then you look and say, well, they're playing they're paying Santana seven in his first season, and you know basically it's the the money that they spent on Santana and Michael Taylor with a little left over is what you were maybe looking at having to pay Michael Franco. So um, and you were able to slide Dozier over there, and you know obviously still be able to make some other moves happen with the trade for Ben Tendi. And, and, of course, the Royals looking for that, uh, was it a 26 home run season, the last full season for Hunter Dozier, something of a uh, – that, that was – got some great pop. And triples, too. I think he tied for the American League in triples that year as well. So showed some great pop. Um, 
What about Michael A. Taylor in, in center field? Um, you know, Bubba Starling started, uh, you know, got the, most of the starts in center field for, in, in the abbreviated 2020 season. Um, is, is this is this the comment on 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 Bubba that uh, not the you know not the long term solution for the Royals in center field? I'd say it's it's more of a you know not just them wanting to upgrade altogether. I mean, like to they look at Taylor. I mean, because Bubba, they I mean they were able to keep Bubba in house. I mean, he sat, he came back on a minor league contract, um, but Taylor is a guy who you know has played on the World Series team um, a couple years ago. Defensive runs saved. He was one of the the top center fielders in the game in that category. And then his his power potential. I mean, a guy who's hit you know seventeen. To 19 home runs, I think a couple of years in the big leagues, is something that you know you haven't seen from Bubba. So I think that the the defense, the potential for power, and the fact that they think there's still more upside there. I mean, that remains to be seen. Again, this is still spring training time, so you know everybody's you know there's the 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 sky's the limit for everybody, and everybody's going to make improvements and make big strides right now. Um, but even if he's still you know the type of production he's seen the last couple of years, where he was in. To be fair, he was playing part-time the last couple of years. Um, but if the, if you still have that production, um, you figure you're going to get defense out of him. Um, the lineup should be deeper, so that shouldn't be such a big uh, big deal for, you know, maybe if he's not making the sort of strides you want offensively. Gotcha. Um, okay. Uh, Sam alluded to it a, a while ago, uh, you know, the bullpen and, and pitching. Mike Miner, of course, is the was the big offseason acquisition for, for the Royals and re-signing uh, Greg Holland. Uh, look, this was the pitching staff, especially the bullpen, took big strides last year. Again, a 60-game season, and um, make of that what you will, but it was, it was an upgraded bullpen a year ago. Of course, Trevor Rosenthal was part of that for the first half of the season. He gets traded to the Padres, and of course um, – uh, and today, he just made some news. Just signed a one-year deal for eleven million dollars with the Oakland A's. So, uh, no Trevor Rosenthal for the Royals, at least uh, at the start of the season. For those that wanted uh, the Lee Summit native back in in, in Kansas City. So, um, how, how about the pitching, Sam? Did you uh, is this is this a rotation that uh, um, you know? If we're look if we're looking at uh, Keller, Duffy, Singer, Bubich, and Minor as a rotation, is that? Um, is that manageable? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, it, it's funny about Brad Keller. I feel like he gets overlooked a lot. You know, we're always talking about Singer and Lynch and Bubich and Asa Lacey and, and all these guys. But, um, you know, Brad Keller's not much older than Brady Singer. And, um, you know, he, he's got two elite pitches. Um, he, he's shown, you know, repeatability and consistency and all those things. I mean, um, what a fine. Um, you know, just a rule five guy, um, you know, just an, a great find. And they're, they're finally, I mean, just overall, though, they're finally at a spot where, you know, they've got some depth. Like, you know, I think even last year when those guys, the, the younger guys aren't quite ready, it's like they might be okay now, but, you know, one injury is going to wreck it. You know, um, there, there wasn't much margin for error. And I'm not saying the, the Royals are the Dodgers or whatever with, with pitching depth. But, um, you know, they've got some guys that you can kind of – that you can dream on. You know, they, they've got some guys that you you expect to have consistent, solid, competitive, big league production. Um, you know, they're, 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 they're going the right direction there. I, I do think, though, like with the bullpen, you know, 2019 season – 
that bullpen was a wreck, right? I mean, that, that yeah. was, um, in, in a lot of ways, I think that the, the relievers, the, the bullpen just ruined that season. It just, everything got out of rhythm and it was just, um, and, and they made huge strides. Um, but I, I do think that, and I think this is a worry internally of just that 60 games, like you just said, Blair, like being a relief pitcher, having a bullpen over 60 is a lot different than 162. And, um, you know, guys are up and down. That's a volatile spot on a baseball roster. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they're still looking, if they still sign, you know, another reliever or two just to get some more depth there. And I, I, I think I would maybe push back a little bit on that that, that group that you named because I think five guys is not going to be anywhere near enough in the year coming off of the pandemic, especially when two of them are rookies who pitched. I think Singer was like 65 innings and Bubich was 50 last year. Like that's the like so so everybody wants to, or at least I shouldn't say everybody, but I know a lot of I should say the loud folks on social media want to push like. Duffy to the bullpen and Junis to the bullpen. Well, the fact of the matter is, is the innings that you're going to need this year, you need those guys to pitch innings. I mean, well, in Junis's best place may eventually be in the bullpen. But if you look at the last couple of years, the guy who's giving you the most innings actually wasn't Duffy. It was Junis as a starter in the, in the, in the rotation because Duffy had some injury issues. Now he's had the most, he's put up the most innings, you know, in his career, as far as, you know, um, he's had the, he's pitched the furthest into a season than any of the other guys, but um, you're going to need these guys to give you innings. Cause you can't rely on Brady Singer threw 65 innings last year and he's going to throw 200 this year. That's just not going to happen. And you know, whoever you're projecting, if that's Daniel Lynch or whoever else, you, you just can't count on that. So these guys, I think, you know, like uh, Mike Matheny's already and and um, Dayton Moore had said this a couple of weeks ago, um, six man rotation is something that's on the table. They haven't committed to it, but that's something that you're, you might see um, early in the season where the, the schedule spread out. Matheny was just saying yesterday, you know, you don't need a sixth guy. You don't need a fifth guy for a while. I wouldn't be surprised if you see some of the younger guys skipped. Um, I mean, and we're. We, you know, months away from that right now, but still, I mean, like, so that this idea that, you know, people are sort of in a rush to put those guys into the rotation full time is like, yeah, this will be the year where we get to see more of them. But to think that they're going to go a full season is something that I think people need to be careful about assuming. Um, and even Keller, I mean, and everything Sam said was right. And obviously he's, you know, for a young guy, he's done a lot. But we also got to remember he's he's had one full season in the rotation, which was 2019, and they shut him down at the end of that season. So I mean, so the 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 idea that people think the starting rotation is sort of like okay, we know what's going to be there. It's like no, no, you don't, and that puts more pressure on the bullpen. So you just need a lot of pitching, and that's going to be the question mark this year. I think that how that staff comes together, the the rotation and the bullpen, and how they're able to piece things together and stretch guys out, that's going to decide their season. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening.
Yeah, they, they generally feel like, and everybody's in the same boat on this, right, of the jump from 60 to 162. Um, but the Royals, I think, are stressed more than most with that just because of the, the age profiles and, and things like that. They, they generally feel like most of those guys, or a lot of them, had sort of the equivalent of 140, 150 innings maybe of work just from spring to through the fall. But you can't tell me or you can't tell anybody that those 140 innings are big league innings. Right. Like it's a lot different throwing an inning, you know, at Yankee Stadium or against those just a freakish White Sox lineup. That That's a lot different than doing it at T-Bone Stadium, you know, sort of in, in a glorified extended spring. So they've got they've got some real worries there, because one of the things about that group of pitchers, they haven't had any setbacks, really. You know, just the, the performance injuries like everything has been and it never goes like this but everything has been you know pretty steady and 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 optimistic and um you know that that's going to be stressed in in a way that it hasn't yet because there's um you know this is set up for a lot of injuries um you know not just to the royals but the other 29 as well that's a a a big worry throughout the game of just how to how to manage that and that's where guys, you know, like people say, well, you know, Mike Miner, is that a big ad? And to me, at least the innings and the experience is a big ad. You got a guy yeah. who's gone 200 innings. You I mean, you know, you need that, and especially this year, because there's, you know, he early in the season when they're skipping guys, they're going to be looking at guys like Miner and definitely say, hey, you guys go every, you know, fifth day, fourth day, whatever it is, because yeah. we, the, we can't push that on these other guys. And, and Everything that I've seen and I've heard so far is Miner's going to be one of those guys who says, hey, let's go. You know, I mean, you need that. That's that is important. So for everybody who's sort of like, well, is that a big signing? I'm like, well, I think because of where you're at with your young pitchers, it is big. Uh, Lynn, I want to go back to something you said a moment ago. Um, words that have never been uttered on uh, a sports beat live. Everything Sam said is right. I, <laughs> I, I, I never heard that. That's um, a clip it. <laughs> That's right. Um, and you also called them the loud folks on social media. I love that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because we, you know, we, we see a lot of that stuff. And I'm trying to be careful about, like, you know, what you see in the con- who jumps in your mentions is like, you know, that's what most people think. I mean, because it's easy to, you know, fall into that. They're like, oh, okay. I see a lot of people saying that that's what most people think. Well, that doesn't mean that's what most people think. It just means that they're the ones who are, you know, rather. Uh, boisterous about it, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Hey, let me let me ask you how did how does Irvin Santana fit into the mix of, of all this? I think that's another guy where you know innings. You're just trying to get guys who you think can give you innings, guys who you at least have you feel like you have some idea of what you're going to get from them or what you might get from them. That doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be you know elite top caliber stuff, but you think you know what you'll get and you think you can rely on them to give you innings. I think that's. You know, that's why guys like that will be important. Um, I don't know if he factors in right away, but again, if everybody that you have to reach down and grab out of the minors is still in that same boat as like the, you know, Bubich and Singer where they haven't had a whole lot of experience and last year there was no minor league baseball, having a guy who you know has been around and who's pitched innings, you know, at the big league level before and be able to have that option, you know, that can't hurt. Uh, Wesley asks, uh, can we come this year to the, to the games? Uh, what, what, uh, what do we know about spring? First of all, spring training, uh, attendance. And then what, uh, what, what do we know about regular season, uh, home attendance, Lynn? 
I believe there's they, the last I heard was in surprise. They were talking about having some sort of reduced attendance. I haven't seen ticket information. I was looking online. Um, to remember if that was earlier this week or when they when the, the schedules, uh, the revised schedule came out. So I haven't seen information about it. Um, I know the thought was that there was going to be some sort of reduced ability to be in the ballpark. So they're not going to be full houses, but there's going to be some folks out there. I think Arizona and and we know in Arizona they had people at some football games for NFL. I think there's others that they didn't. They had people in the stands for some hockey games. Um, so um, I believe there'll be some reduced about. And then in Kansas City, they're still working on that. But I know the thought was that it would be something similar to what you saw with the Chiefs where – you know, or like 20, 22 percent, something like that, which I think the number that the Royals were probably looking at was somewhere between 6,000, 7,000 and then in pods of, you know, two, four, six, something like that. But that I don't believe that's official yet. I think that's what they wanted to do. And that looks like what they'll likely be able to do based off what the Chiefs did. But um, I think that was still to be, you know, set in stone. And um, also, my understanding was that the, um, you know, season ticket holders were going to be the first ones up. I'm not sure how that exactly is all going to get divvied up, but yeah, that was that was what they were looking at. Weren't the Royals, you guys, um, weren't they one of the teams that were really eager to get fans back in last year? They they were trying to figure out a way to uh, to get fans into Kauffman Stadium the last at least the the last month of the season. Yeah, they wanted to. They they were open about that. Um, John Sherman talked about that. Um, they, they all talked about that. And um, I think they were really disappointed that they could. I mean, you, you need local officials in the commissioner's office, um, you know, to make that happen. And I don't think the, the commissioner's office just never that was just never a thing. So it never, I don't think it ever got to the local officials. Yeah, I think uh, the Chiefs season had already started when the Royals were still continuing in September, and the Chiefs were putting you know thirteen thousand at, at Arrowhead, and yeah. there, were, there were no fans at, uh, allowed in, in Kauffman Stadium. So uh, we'll see. Fingers crossed. We hope. We certainly hope that that's going to be the case this year. I, and just as an aside, I know the Big Twelve tournament that's coming up uh, in a, sh- a few short weeks here at, at uh, T-Mobile Center um, has haven't announced any kind of. Uh, uh, attendance uh, or ticket sales yet so we're still waiting on uh on, on that to happen so okay doug asks what uh, what needs to happen for the royals to finish above 500 um i've seen a couple of projections uh, lynn maybe you can remind us what we've seen projection wise for the royals i've seen a couple of them. usa today's had one fan graphs maybe uh had the royals in the 70s somewhere i think yeah, I know the Pakoda standings had, or the Pakoda projections had them at uh, 71 and 91. And I believe that was like a day before Benintendi trade. Um, and I'm trying to remember the, the fan graphs one that I, that I have in my head, I think was a playoff project and projection, like, you know, their chances of making the playoffs. It wasn't a record. So like that, like, I think there was a like a 10% they had them projected playoffs. I think that was, that's the number that I remember. Um, I don't remember record, but I think everybody's had them, you know, um, I think the, the Pakota ones, what stuck out to that about me was that um, I think that win percentage was roughly what they were at last year with the 60 game season and just sort of stretched out over 162. Um, I think that was in that ballpark is at least win percentage is what the Pakota rankings were. Um but to me, again, it's going to come down to, I mean, I think the lineup will be better as we've talked about, but um, the pitching and not just for them, but for everybody, the, 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 just the uncertainty about pitching, how you're going to be able to use it, who's going to be able to stay healthy. Um, if you're going to be on your, 
10th starting pitcher. I mean, last year, and it's easy to forget now, but last year in the shortened season, you know, and just with COVID, they didn't have, they didn't have a rotation to start off the season. You know, that, that was, that wasn't, you know, guys injury. That was just COVID. I mean, you started off the season, Singer pitched the second game of the season. Um, I think, um, Mike Montgomery made that one start and didn't get through, I don't think three innings because he was pitching hurt. Um, you had openers, you know, in the first week and, you know, the first 10 games of the season, it was like, who's pitching today. <laughs> and so, um, that's going to be a big question for the Royals and for everybody this year. Yeah. Look, um, Sam, the, the, the AL central, you know, didn't win a, a playoff series last year in the expanded playoffs. And yet, and yet, right now, I, I mean, I see the Tigers as the, the, the one team that the Royals should clearly be better than. But uh, White Sox, that lineup is formidable. Twins, I don't see them, you know, you know, reverting a whole lot. And then I think the Indians take a step back, but I don't know how big a step back. And all three of those teams made the playoffs last year. So, we can look at the AL Central and say maybe there's not a 90 victory team in the Central, but there are good teams in the, in the division. Yeah, it's um, you know part of we didn't really talk about this at the time, um, didn't matter, but like the Royals were in the right division when you know the first time, like from 2013 to 2015, that that was the right division to to make a rise, and they're in the wrong division now. You know, um, they they really are. They like it doesn't take a lot of imagination to look at what the Royals have, both in the big leagues and the minor leagues, and just you know, I can see how that would work. You know, if Bobby Witt becomes a star, Asa Lace, you know, in, in addition to the guys that that have been in Kansas City already, um, you know, long term, like this looks like a thing that could work, but. Um, yeah, then you start comparing them to the Twins, <laughs> um, you know, or, or, or the White Sox. I mean, there there was a guy who's made his living in business for decades, made his living in baseball for decades. At last, you told me that White Sox are the most talented team he's ever seen. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. And yeah, and, and imagine they they traded Fernando Tatis too. <laughs> like I just can't imagine uh, the, the talent that's been through there. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a struggle. It's a struggle in that division. I I keep thinking about like the scenario that seems I'm not gonna say likely, but I can see happening this year with the Royals is that they play pretty well for two months, three months, four months, whatever. Um, they've got talent, a lot of energy. Um, you know, they play pretty well and then it starts to fade. Some of the stuff that we talked about already with the pitching, um, you know, guys playing 162 for the first time in their lives. Um, you know, I just, I, I think that maybe the, um, if they get through that first three or four months playing pretty well, um, the last month or two might might be a little bit of a struggle for them. I mean, the one that I think I still keep coming back to is just Cleveland. I'm not sure how good I expect Cleveland to be. So, like, people say, well, where can they finish in the division? And I'm like, if, if you could maybe leap over Cleveland, and I'm not saying that's a given, but I feel like that would be a really big move for them to be able to yeah. be behind, you know, Chicago and Minnesota. Um, and I mean, obviously, and, you know, as we'll talk to them, as we've talked to them already, like players, manager, all that sort of stuff, they're going to say they want to win the division. And that's, you know, that should be what their aim is. But I mean, as far as expectation, like, you know, expectation to the point where if they don't reach it, then, you know, at the season, you're like, you know, you're looking to call somebody out. Like, I don't, I don't think it's that high to be, you know, to, to say, okay, they need to be into the, the race for the division. I think it's, if they can get into that spot where they're right behind Minnesota and, and Chicago, I feel like they've made a big move this year. 
Um, and if they're playing, you know, if they got games that are meaningful in September, I think that would be big. I think that would be a really good year for them. That's really all you ask as a baseball fan, right, is to have meaningful games in, in September. Do, do we know, has baseball decided to continue the expanded playoffs, or is that still to be determined? As, as we sit, yeah, as we sit now, it's not. But, I mean, I think last year they didn't finalize that until um, – like the day of that first game, like I'm trying to remember who it was the Yankees and somebody were playing that first game. And I believe that was, um, you know, that was when you, <laughs> when you heard uh, what the playoff format was going to be. Okay. So um, we'll, we'll, uh, I guess we'll wait and see. Certainly uh, an expanded playoff will, will favor teams like the Royals that are, that are on the rise. So um Okay, uh, good spot to end it here, Lynn. Uh, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. I know uh, schedules are uncertain once, uh, once baseball starts, and I'm glad you were able to squeeze us in. And hopefully uh, we can do this on a weekly basis. We'll figure out a time and, and try to be consistent with it. And we had such a good time doing it with the Chiefs over the years, and, and I think we'll have uh, equally good time uh, talking Royals baseball throughout the spring, summer, and into the fall. And we'll have Sam Mellinger and Via Gregorian and, and other writers here as well, um, taking your questions and comments. And, uh, and Lynn, thanks for doing this. And we'll talk to you again, hopefully next week. I know you're heading to spring training on, on Sunday and can't wait to, to read what you've got uh, coming from, from Surprise Arizona. So for Lynn, for Sam Mellinger, for our producer, Beth Welsh, I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. A tip of the cap to Lynn Worthy and Sam Mellinger for stopping by and talking Royals. Links to their stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. What better time to get it? Lynn Worthy's heading out to spring training. Read all of his Royals coverage on Sports Pass. How do you get it? You go to KansasCity.com slash Sports Pass 2020. That's KansasCity.com slash Sports Pass 2020. Do you want more than just sports coverage? I know I do. Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports, news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers, send me an email, bkirkoff at kcstar.com. I will get you to the right place. Whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Friday with another episode.